Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 248. And the last due to my own incompetence, mild wit was correctly removed by an increasingly frustrated co-host. Good evening, everybody. Yes, I'm not accusing Alan of not doing his homework, but actually realising that Company of Thieves is an episode of SG-1 and not Atlantis would have helped immensely. <laughs> it was one letter. One letter, okay. If that's how you want to play it. rest of the tweet was fine. It wasn't season three either. If you're going to get picky, let's get picky. Ah, but you see, the season three fed off the wrong letter. Of course it did. Good evening, everybody. And we have a new guest this week. Hey, everybody. This is Dan LaRock, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, you guys. More than welcome. I did take some notes, and I'm looking them over. Ooh, notes. They are what they are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we've had guests with notes before. At least the guest has actually seen the episode, Alan. I tweeted earlier. I, I think at least know, once. I watched it so many times, and you know, and trying to prepare so I wouldn't sound so, you know, talk about it maybe a little bit. And, yeah, um, what a novel idea, hey, I'm Alan. never going to watch this episode again. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. Now maybe five years. I'll give it five years. I've probably given it a little more than five years. <laughs> Remind me again why you started the Stargate SG One podcast. <laughs> it seems like a good idea at the time. <laughs> I'm glad you guys did start it. I'm I'm a giant fan. I'm honored that you'd have me on. I'm a big fan of the Gatecast. I've been listening. I think when I started, I think you guys were in season five, I believe, of SG One, and it was when Gate World was doing its worldwide SG rewatch. I was looking around. I was like, man, it'd be so nice to have a podcast to go with this. And because it was at that point, it was my first time viewing every episode. Then I stumbled onto you guys and. I didn't ever think that I'd be recording with you and kind of a shocker. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. We're glad confirmation that people do actually listen. <laughs> yeah. It's the people with experience of podcast listening that tends to pass <laughs> us by. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's probably taking us too long to get you on the show. I prefer to listen because <laughs> I don't like the sound of my voice. I'm not the best podcast contributor. <laughs> yeah, I like being a listener, but it is nice to be here anyway, though. Between you, me, and Alan, and our millions of listeners, so do I. I prefer to listen as well. <laughs> yeah. Colin has replied, the episode with the magic gun, oxygen for gunpowder. Nah, this is Sparta. Uh, I mean, Stargate. Yeah, I'm starting to see a point about watching it beforehand. One of the reasons I listed when we are off air, as it were, I'm not sure I have time. I think lots of people that guest on podcasts understand that. Yeah. When I was on... Uh, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast, I ended up watching my episode, I think about four times, mm-hmm. just so I didn't make a complete idiot of myself. And <laughs> I have no objections to making a complete idiot of myself. No, you have no shame at all, Alan. No shame at all. <laughs> this evening's noise-free snack food of choice is Satsumas. They were on offer. Surprisingly something without licorice. I've been trying to avoid licorice. Even the bag of candy I got was minimally licorice I'm afraid to eat or drink anything during this. I don't want to make any noise, and I don't I don't want to have to get up and uh, use the loo 
as the British guys would say, the loo. I'm going to ride this one out with no refreshments. Fair enough. We find that liquid is useful because otherwise your throat can get very dry, especially if you're talking a lot. We'll see. <laughs> I can now count in Finnish. Oh, okay. Up to what? Uh, pretty much anything. Although We're not talking about the Detroitus School of Accounting? <laughs> no, that I was in the Detroitus School of Accounting. No, I, I have now moved on to the Vimes School of Accounting and may approach the Veterinary School of Accounting. Although okay. not the Fred Poland School of Accounting, <laughs> with the occasionally disappearing sugar cubes. Yes, the podcast has taken a, an extreme turn into the world of Discworld. <laughs> as long as you can count backwards from three, we're good. That should be good enough. Right. right, this week's episode is uh, Stargate SG-1, Company of Thieves. This was an episode that Dan picked, although, to be honest, well into Season 10 now, we are running out of episodes of SG-1 for any guests to show interest in. Yeah. Heaven forbid we go back to the beginning. <laughs> I, I often wonder if we should redo some of the early ones. <laughs> They're not that bad. I've gone back and listened yeah, to are. most of them. Yeah, I, I found them fine. Really? Yeah, yeah what the heck? I got Donis Davis's name wrong. <laughs> You'll be surprised at a blast from the past because on Wednesday we'd be recording with Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was on the first right. few. I must have heard him then. Did he do one guest spot as well early on? Uh, I think he did a guest spot around season four when we threatened to remove him from the tags <laughs> if he didn't record at least one episode per season. He actually started the gatecast, am I right? Yeah. Is that how that worked? I wasn't prepared to do it, Mel. The Babylon Project was our last best hope for Scott. A self-contained podcast, one hour long, located on the internet. The year is 2014. The name of the place is the Babylon Project Podcast. Hi, this is Raul from the Babylon Project Podcast. Jim and I would like to invite you to join us as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of one of the most important sci-fi series of all time, Babylon 5. We'll be making our way through all five seasons with commentary and thoughts and a little bit of fun. Find us at babylonprojectpodcast.wordpress.com. Or you can find us on iTunes. Look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no boom today, boom tomorrow. There's always a boom tomorrow. Anyway, everyone good. Daniel, do you have a language of choice? I know how to count them at least 15s. If you pick one, chances are I might be able to count down it. Yes, I do. The problem is I don't know which language it is. The one that's on the t-shirt and the mouse pads? Oh, yes. <laughs> that language? That would be Irish. Okay. As usual, we are going to be watching the Region 2 PAL version of this episode. If anybody's ever joins us for a recording, we can make that available to you, as we had to do with Dan. It does cause a few sync issues if people are watching different versions of the episode. We really don't need the added complication. I didn't get a chance to compare to the version that I have for my DVDs. I'm showing 41 minutes and 49 seconds. Normally about 90 seconds to 2 minutes difference. That's strange. Well, the frame rate different between uh, PAL and NTSC. We chose the shorter version of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you guys were asking me which episode to do, I really had no preference. I forget what the other choice was. But I chose this one just due to the fact that it was later in the season and uh, I'd have time to, uh, <laughs> to work myself up to have the nerve to uh, come on and speak. I've been so nervous. A good reason as any. Yeah. Nerve to speak. I know not of which you talk. To quote my conversation with Amanda Tapping, I know not of which you speak. (laughs) Right, if we're all set with the video, 
Yeah, do not disturb is on, so. <laughs> okay, uh, as per Dan's request, I'm counting down Oscoga. A three, a doll, a hen. Clicky. Previously on Stargate SG1. Ooh, shiny outside shot. Yeah, so that's uh, lifted from the summit, which was a two-parter, where Daniel went undercover. No violence. Your name? Cam Mitchell. Bounty hunter. <laughs> that's the only reason they got Ben Brad for this, for, del- for that sort of delivery of lines. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, bad guy, folks. He should be wearing a hat. The Lucy in the line. So he should be wearing a goatee. <laughs> Look, we managed to keep a ship intact for more than three episodes. Approaching the coordinates now, sir. Drop us out of hyperspace, maximum shields. Yep, Matthew Glaive is the uh, captain, or colonel, I should say. He was in the premiere of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We should have a visual. It's cloaked. Mm. If the second supergate is here, we should be able to see it. Anything on the sensors? Yeah, the Odyssey looks a fantastic ship. I'm not sure about the steering wheel. Supergates use black holes for power. Oh. Oh, this is not a black hole. It's a neutron star, and the field is powerful enough to weaken our shields and cause The tree, it just jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. Damage report! Reporting hull damage on decks two and seven. Battle station! Get us out of here, Major! Hyperdrive will not engage. Hull integrity's been compromised! Who the hell is shooting at us? I can't tell, sir! <laughs> Don't worry about who it is. Shoot back. Quick. Based on size, I'd say Gould Mothership. Shoot back. Shield should be weakened as well. Fire all forward rail guns. Arm missiles. Yes, missiles, because missiles have worked in the past. And set a course hard right. I'm still never quite sure how they can miss with any base-based weaponry. Okay, that is incredibly clever. Did they mind the other direction mm. and vertical and horizontal as well? <laughs> yeah. You know, in space, it <laughs> go anywhere. Yeah. It's a minefield. Or reverse thrust. There go the shield. I'm surprised that the Alliance can actually thought of this. I'm not a big fan of the first iteration of the Lucian Alliance. I don't have much faith in them, and that's just me. They're a bit too... I don't know if I'd say it were campy or cheesy, but they... Yeah. They don't come across as being, you know, really efficient military-wise. No, no, there isn't. Whereas the uh, second version of them in Universe are very definitely threat. Yes, they're much more formidable then. Walter! Yeah, can we blame Walter? <laughs> Your fault, Walter. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what he seems to think. <laughs> it's always Walter's fault. We should know that by now. You have failed me for the last time, Walter Harriman. Okay then, Company of Thieves, Season 10, Episode 9, Gatecast Episode 248. This episode was directed by William Waring and written by Alan McCullough. Had its premiere in America, September 15th, 2006. We got it in the UK, December 13th. Canadians December the 28th. In Germany, August 22nd, 2007. Sweden, November the 13th. And in Japan, December the 9th, 2008. Only one other series with an episode of the same name, Live from Daryl's House, which I have never heard of. (laughs) In France, this episode was called In the Hands of the Rebels. And in the Czech Republic, The Guild of Thieves. And in Germany, The Declaration of War. That's new. Yeah. 
I don't what, know. Valor? Yeah, the Valor running in. I don't think that was earlier in the season. No. Well, she's a fully paid-up member of SG1 now, isn't she? I just noticed the change in the credit sequence. I'm thinking, I don't remember seeing that in the last episode. <laughs> that was observant of you, Alan. Yeah. I never <laughs> noticed that, but uh, listening to the commentary, uh, the directors actually did mention that, that they added her at that point. See, that's why you have a good agent. <laughs> It's things like that are important. If you can't get an extra hundred dollars an episode, get your face in the credits. Indeed, yeah. Tracing such betrayal may prove virtually impossible. There must be a lot of Jafar out there who are pretty angry about the destruction of Dakara. Mm. Right, as uh, Dan was saying, the commentary was Will Wearing and Alan McCullough. They were talking about how this was one of the broken scripts that they actually work on after season nine wrapped up. So it got a very long lead time. It was originally entitled... Vashin's Bad Day for mm. one of the Lucian Alliance characters who really gets a proverbial kicked out of him in this episode. You must know by now that I can get you pretty much anything you want. Yeah, for a price. Nothing comes for free, Daniel. <laughs> of course, in this instance, I would naturally waive my fee. <laughs> oh, bless you, Vala. I will need some front money, so to speak. Be careful. We still have no idea who's behind this. <laughs> she hasn't quite got the idea that she's part of the uh, team yet, has she? No. You think Daniel gives an invoice every time he has to translate something? Give him military bureaucracy, quite possibly. <laughs> yes, he'll be paid eventually. He's an external consultant. He probably does have to invoice everything and fill out travel <laughs> expense forms. The usual copy and paste job there. They had about 15 extras for this scene. They just kept duplicating them until the, the hold got full. They towed us out of the minefield. Most of the crew is accounted for. We're still missing three. <laughs> yes, ladies, I'm packing. That warp really says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm looking at my note. Um, all that I wrote about the Alliance, I just wrote, Alliance are boneheads. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sums uh, it up, doesn't it, really? Heck of a note taker I am. Ask again. I'm Carter. I'm Carter, and so is my wife. Bring her. Him too. That looks a bit like Walter in soft focus. Uh, given enough soft focus, anybody looks like anybody. Colonel Carter. I had heard you were quite attractive. Oh, that's very sort of 70s movie. He's British, isn't he? No, he's not British. Really? No. Rudolf Martin plays Anito. He was born in Germany. He's been in NCIS, Dexter, Enterprise, Buffy, 24 and Legend. The uniform. Pathetic, isn't it? Pretending to be something we're not. <laughs> he looks really very greasy. I'm not very fond of him. You're not meant to be fond of him. <laughs> no. I think that's it, yeah. Now, we don't know much about this ship yet, but we have found a subspace beacon that is giving away our position. I need you to shut it off. I'm not going to help you. I don't see what choice you have. It's a hard job, actually, picking an actor, playing a Lucian Alliance officer, when you've got somebody like Natan, Eric Steinberg, playing the leader. Because mm. they've got to come across as competent without being subservient. Oh, I suggest you should do it. Sam. And apart from some minor quibbles with what he says and his attitudes, he plays this pretty well. Yeah. Of course, the actor isn't actually doing his own lines. These are written for him, so we can't be blamed for that. You've got the feeling that he doesn't treat his female prisoners very well. Mm. That's an order. Oh, dear. Okay. Hi. 
He did look suitably surprised. <laughs> ah, let's just make sure. I believe that now makes you the ranking officer on this ship, Colonel Carter. I suggest you get to work. They actually made a note. Don't overplay the death. I think they overplayed the death a little bit. Just a little. Oh, it's the summer's flight surprise. Oh, where did she get that? <laughs> she has contact. Yeah, she's a real beauty. Stabilizers are a bit wonky, I'm afraid. Makes for a bumpy ride, but it's all perfectly safe. Really? The suspension needs a bit of work. Add it down, lads. Exactly. <laughs> I love Keel's outfit, his hat and tie. That's, that's great. <laughs> Junk. People's lives are at stake, Daniel. Do you honestly think that I cheaped out on the ship and pocketed the difference? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Life support seems to be failing. Can you take over? Oh, no worries. <laughs> she's, she's doing a runner. Almost imagine the escape pods being jettisoned and valid. I'll see you later. Yeah. Great, you fix that. How about fixing the stabilizers? I didn't fix anything. I just disabled that annoying alarm. <laughs> Is this an episode of Red Dwarf or what? It's moving. It appears to be traveling at sublight speed. Altering course to intercept. Which basically means it's going nowhere in terms of intergalactic space. Yep. So by changing course, you move, what, a millionth of a degree? <laughs> That's just a loose wire in the console, then, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing wrong with the cloaking generator. Precossive maintenance. Yep, works every time. I don't remember. What, where did Bella come up with this cargo? <laughs> they never really went into any details. Uh, All we can assume is that part of a network of contacts she was able to get in touch with. Oh, dear. Alan McCullough in the commentary said this was a pretty hard script to write. His first draft, when he took it to the writer's room, they didn't seem very enthusiastic about it. He did a second draft, and then Rob C. Cooper did a pass on it. It originally just covered the hijacking of the Odyssey. You know, that doesn't sound too good. Are we talking chop shop here? I have a contact here. He might get skittish if we all show up, so it could be a good idea for me to go in alone. It's a trap. You know, it could be a trap. All the more reason why we shouldn't all go. Trust me, if he knows anything, I'll be able to get it out of him. But the key is to be as inconspicuous and as non-threatening as possible. Yeah, Valor really blends in. If you like, I can take Daniel. She always likes to take Daniel, in every sense of the word take. Now this I was surprised at. I wouldn't have thought Carter would be in tears over the loss of Emerson. I don't think it's in her character, at least not on duty. I know when Janet no. died, she lost it, but that was Janet. Yeah, I agree, Mike. I thought that was kind of off as well. She'd be upset, but she'd be angry. Never thought you'd show your face in these parts again? Morrison, you slimy two-faced grease peddler. How big is that guy? Come on, give us a hug. He wasn't really expecting it. That was Claudia ad-libbing. <laughs> and if she was running towards you, here I am, baby. <laughs> More than I'd like to. Actually, I only took him on as part of a bet he's mentally disabled. Don't trust her. She will sell you up for a bad lunch the first chance she gets. I know. <laughs> he likes me. <laughs> He'll never admit it, though. Wars in. This is Adrian Duval, a Canadian actor. He's been in Sanctuary, The L Word, uh, and MacGyver early on in his career. Hey, MacGyver. Uh, okay. My friend. Here's the thing. If you listen to the commentary, the lads are talking about the scene. That ship in the background wasn't actually on their version of the episode. <laughs> they pointed out, there, yeah. there will be something there, don't worry. Yeah, they said, I think there's a ship back there now. 
<laughs> it's uh, pretty sparse in there. I don't know. I think everybody's on their lunch break or <laughs> not as many employees. Well, it is an illegal chop shop, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which begs the question, you know, when all this area the Lucian Alliance are controlling and they say the smugglers and the criminals, but they run the place. Mm. They're in charge, you know, they're the legitimate government. Offers that can't be refused. <laughs> Over here. Come on, nobody that Valor knows is trustworthy. Well, we're at it while we get him to throw in some parts for our cargo ship. One thing at a time. Is this what you're looking for? Yes, with LEDs. Mm-hmm. That's Odyssey's data recorder. The transponder's still broadcasting. Where did you get this? Oh, man brought it a few hours ago. Said it could fetch me a very nice price. Anateo is my name, and believe me, I am part of no alliance of any kind. I'm pretty sure the uh, emergency transponder shouldn't have that capability, mm-hmm. and especially not hearing it re- rewind yeah. no. <laughs> forward. <laughs> it really annoyed me when I got my first tape deck, and it didn't make that noise. You want more? Show me the Nakula. You know, that thing's useless to me unless I know who gave it to you. Ooh, time means everything. Him. <laughs> Surprise. Back on. Yep. They actually hired a couple of extras to play two more goons, but uh, they were quite new to the job and they weren't quite comfortable holding the Zack guns and being dressed up in their uniforms. They basically just framed them out of the picture. <laughs> Jackson, report. See, ideal product placement, if yeah. we yeah. could tell what brand it was. Yeah, it looks like a Nokia something, not a phone. I don't know. It's surprising, isn't it? A few years ago, uh, the Nokia ringtone, that was everywhere. Yeah. Now you hear it on Star Trek and you just laugh. They knew we would follow the transponder signal. Why? Perhaps they were trying to deter us from trying to find the Odyssey. Personally, I think they just don't like us. Well, I can see why they might not be your biggest fans. Yeah, can't imagine... Understatement there, General. Recording suggests the Odyssey wasn't destroyed, but is in the hands of the Lucian Alliance. Unfortunately, that's all we got. That is one of the problems. Because of the fall of the system lords, the Jafar kind of consolidating, and Earth basically not giving the monkeys, the Lucian Alliance has pretty much been able to do whatever they want in their areas of space. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that more Jafar didn't really allow the Alliance to do what they've done. Yeah. You know, I can't believe the Alliance is... You know, as as they are, have come this far. They don't seem very confident. There's nothing to indicate that they were former Jafar or anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they got their hands on the ships. They yeah. know how to use them. Yeah, that's what I wonder, too. What, what were the ships doing? Are they just abandoned? I don't know. It's strange. No, I think it's just one of those things. We've just got to go along with it. Kind of roll with it. You know, that could take the rest of my life. Whether that is long or painfully short is up to you. Daniel, Vala. Hi, Sam. We thought you'd miss us. Where are the others? <laughs> Listen, there is that small matter of my feet. Oh, of course. Oh, yes, he's going to die yeah. now. Two fifths, actually. Uh. <laughs> Percentages, it's important to Vala. <laughs> Look, it is not my fault that only two of them showed up. Of course. Take care of him. Oh, I hate it when a bad guy's being reasonable. Oh, dear. Look, I, uh, sorry, but I don't think I'll be seeing you again. <laughs> no, I think not. Put them in the hole. Don't worry, Sam, it's all part of the plan. 
I don't think you'd be saying much of anything again. No. <laughs> Obviously, Bozan has never watched uh, Earth-based television because he'd know what that means. What is Sam doing with a ratchet? <laughs> yeah. Well, what good is a ratchet for a crystal yeah, array? Right. She's really trying to stall. Yeah, this is the Illusion Alliance whiteboard. A lot of the photos there are actually pictures of the crew. <laughs> it's an interesting idea, isn't it, though, that they have been sending SG units for counter surveillance and intelligence gathering, probably part of the ORI mission as well. But obviously, the threat to the Illusion Alliance has been on the minds of somebody in power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just not to any great extent. And also from Ben's perspective, right, this guy has had enough lines for this scene. It's my turn. <laughs> Besides the fact that he's a brutal killer with a notorious temper. We only know of him by reputation, sir. He's extremely reclusive and rarely, if ever, leaves his command ship. Very few, if any, of Natan's inner circle have ever met the guy. You think this Keflin is behind the disappearance of the Odyssey? No, sir. See, again, this is where Ben's encyclopedia... Encyclopedia, Cameron's encyclopedic knowledge of the mission reports comes in handy. That I infiltrate the Lucian Alliance. It's the only way we're going to get reliable information on the Odyssey. You don't even have a decent picture of the man. That's what makes him the perfect candidate, sir. Real chemical. Dr. Jackson used it a few years back to infiltrate a system Lord Summit. One jab of that and the Tan will believe I am who I say I am, regardless of what I look like. They never throw anything away. It'll always come in handy. Regardless of what I look, that sentence should be taken out shot. I'm not saying it isn't risky, sir. <laughs> I'm saying we have to do something. You think? I think it'll work, though. What is it? Stop pushing her in the door. She can walk through. How are you holding up? I'm working as slowly as I can, but I can't keep it up forever. Daniel's never had that problem, love. Never. <laughs> no, but without the transponder, Stargate Command doesn't have a hope in hell of finding us. Our only chance is to take this shit back. Well, I have an idea about that, but it's pretty risky. Well, it's probably better than our plan. Well, what's your plan? We don't have one. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Valor probably plans to seduce someone. I'm not sure that's so much a plan as, well, as her default behavior. They have detected us, Colonel Mitchell. Are you prepared? He's right behind you, too. Or were you just switching off the intercom? State your business. I'm Keflin. I'm here to see Natan. You are not expected. I don't have to be expected. Authorize me for immediate transport. I'll have your head as an ornament for my ship. I will notify Natan of your arrival. It is a risk. I mean, what are the odds that nobody has actually seen Catherine? Huge. Where's Natan? I will take you to him. Fine. Let's go. First, you must submit to a search. Yes, and you know there must be images of SG-1 floating around. It's a wonder that other, you know, other people didn't recognize Colonel Mitchell. Colonel Mitchell. Yeah. That's amazing. Make a point of it saying now we're thorn in everybody's side SG-1 off. Yeah. Or perhaps they haven't updated the uh, the flyers and it's still got <laughs> Neil's face on it. Must be. And that is Vashin, his bad day. He's going to recognize him. I tried to tell them who I was, but apparently the name Keflin didn't seem to mean much around here. Sorry about that. The ring was a gift from my latest conquest. Ah, there we go. Chemicals in his system through the ring. Very fast acting. Isn't it, yeah? Wow. My dear friend Keflin is here and you didn't inform me? I'm sorry, Master. You asked not to be disturbed. So you beat him instead? As you can see, the beating wasn't entirely one way. (laughs) When I first saw this, I thought, Jeff Bridges? Yeah, it does resemble. I was thinking, Karen's hair has gotten strange. (laughs) (laughs) 
the complications shooting though having an actual actor play Kathleen. Yeah. The actor in question is Cotton McNeil. He's a Aussie. His second time on Stargate SG One. Mm. Actually, that little joke has probably saved Vashi from a punishment detail. Natan mm. has failed the alliance, and his position as leader hangs precariously by a thread. He knows I am his most worthy challenger, but he could not very well just murder me in cold blood. So he sent us on a fool's quest, but we succeeded. Yes. And this is going to ensure the downfall of Natan. Yeah, the whole time I have to think to myself, how can you be loyal to the Alliance? It's just so broken. I don't know how these guys all work together. Well, that's always a question of any kind of criminal enterprise or megalomaniac bad guys. If you can't really trust the people above you with your safety, how can you give them loyalty? Yeah, mind-blowing. Organised crime has social structure, the tradition to protect you and everything, but mm -hmm. something like the Lucian Alliance, even though, as we can see, it's obviously based on the idea of the Mafia, at least, mm -hmm. you know, the Dons and the Seconds, the Lieutenants, everything. Absolutely, yeah. You've also got the idea where you can just kill your superior and take off her. Yeah. It's been a disappointing season, my friend. Drought and floods have ravaged our highest yielding Casa plantations. The armies of the Ori continue to usurp the planets upon which we've established trade. And of course, there's the Tauri. Yes. Committing our ships to cooperate in a fight against the Ori incursion was a strategic mistake. They mentioned in the commentary they had a, a few questions about the uniform that Cameron was going to wear. Mm. You got the uniform he originally picked from stores and the actual uniform that Kathleen would be wearing to denote his rank. They were talking about how the materials are different between the two uniforms that we see here. And yeah. the cams looks like the design is more or less embossed into the material. Mm. Whereas, dude, I've seen the episode seven times and I forgot his name. <laughs> his, uh, his, the material seems smoother. Uh, that's bad timing. Word reached me. You just captured it. I wanted to know your plans. It's beaming in hyperspace technology. could be a great advantage in transporting my crops. Where did you hear this? The usual channels. I heard rumor that the Odyssey was destroyed in battle with the Ori. You see, this is what the Jafar always needed. Boots that don't clink-clonk when you're walking along a corridor. <laughs> yeah. So in little seas descent. That would go along with the fact that they're kind of boisterous and gloved were. Hang on, what about the ship he's transported Let's make noise when we walk. Why was he cloaked? I mean, where did... Yeah, it is a, that is a question. All they had to do was make sure they didn't recognise Tilt. Hmm. Oh dear. Tilk. I'm beginning to think you enjoy being my prisoner. So right now they didn't recognize Tilk? Well no, what Alan was saying is when Cameron came up to the space station, actually communicated with Vashan, there was no reason to cloak the ship. Sorry. I accidentally overloaded a power coupling. Open sesame. By the power of pressing a little button, Samantha gets him a way out. Of course, Valor probably going to claim responsibility by just being Valor and standing next to the door. They spin, certainly. Yeah, I always like the way they have a little spin on it. Mm. <laughs> oh, Where is the rest of your team? 
We have ways of making it dark. Oh, is that a pain stick? <laughs> it's also useful as a big stick. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cam's loving this. <laughs> These guys are taking just a huge chance of, you know, they should know by now that Teal'c is a badass and he always has been tortured a million times and he always gets away. Well, yeah. Last time Teal'c and Natan met, he beat the crap out of his guard. Yeah. Gave up. Beat the crap out of his guards again. Gave up again. <laughs> There's a reason SG-1 is still around. Nine years after they first ventured out into intergalactic body. Yes. Yeah. They're very resourceful and the survivors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for the Alliance to think that they're going to make a dent, that's crazy. Have you found the location of the Odyssey? Not yet. I don't think Ten knows where it is either. And he's definitely having some trouble with his seconds. Then you must maintain this ruse. No, Joe, and not at your expense. No. There are other lives at stake, Mitchell. Fine. Just remember, I am an expert torturer. Yes, boys, you could be next, oh God, well. And that's what you're saying. If one of those lads made a mistake and the prisoners escaped, they would be held accountable and they would be tortured next. Mm -hmm. So where does the loyalty come from? Yeah. You got the feeling that you join up or else. Yeah, it could be that, definitely. Yeah, more like a gang system than organised crime. In all fairness, why aren't the other crew zapping people? They're more expendable. <laughs> Bush, make room. Well, that's not nice. You sat down for your dinner, then you just got kicked out because another bloke came in. I thought you did not like to show your face. A lot of meat eaters in the room here. <laughs> Tough guys. Well, Gavos, who's played by Hawthorne James, he's not even trying. He looks mean. Yes, he does. <laughs> he has a, what do they call it, a grumpy resting face? That's what he has. Apparently the rumors are true. The Odyssey's still out there in the hands of Anateo. The tower you're in possession of an audio recording, which indicates that he's in control of it. He's been in speed. Seven, Charmed, Cheers, and back in the day, Hill Street Blues. I ordered the attack on the Odyssey. It is time the Tauri were sent a message. They made a little joke of the fact that he didn't know he was going to die in the episode. Oh, he didn't know? No. Huh. Anateo has betrayed us. Are you saying he succeeded in capturing the ship? He hasn't reported in yet. The Tauri vessel is most powerful. You could not have possibly expected him to survive. I gave him a strategy that vastly improved his odds. See, this is interesting, isn't it? Well, at least one of them actually thinks that he set him up to fail. Mm. Taking the Odyssey would be virtually a suicide mission, so kind of getting rid of one of the uh, lieutenants who was moving on him. I've got the feeling they're missing out. They should have had some spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> Anateo hasn't just captured the Odyssey. He's using it to bait a trap for SG-1. He has lost his mind. Tauri will declare all-out war on us. You should have consulted with us, Natan. I need not consult with anyone! <laughs> he is a little upset. Yeah. yeah. No salt in his noodles. Is there anyone else who wants to challenge me? <laughs> no, we're non-speaking parts. <laughs> we're fine, mate. Betrayed us all. And he will pay. And as for the Tauri... They were already at war with us and us with them. And I will not cower in fear. So spread the word. Send all available ships. I want the Odyssey found. It's good to see, though, that there are some vegetables on the dinner table. 
Yeah. Not all just big bunches of meat. Yeah, like Finland and the Nikes. As if they can do anything. What are they going to do? Jump in the ships and just fly in random directions looking for a lone starship somewhere in the galaxy? Yeah. Was it really necessary to embarrass me like that? There have been whispers lately concerning the strength of your leadership. I suspect those whispers will now stop. This man is not a good leader. Time being. You'll need someone to supervise Gavis's territory. He was easily manipulated, just like Cameron did here. Mm-hmm. Forced the issue, dropped a few comments which had got a rise out of Gavos and Slavish, and then justifies it by giving him, nah, can I control the territory? Yeah. That all works with the narrative he's playing. That's exactly what Keflin would do. Yeah. Sam warned us that a number of the arrays have been damaged. Even with locators, beaming a person from one room to another within the ship is very risky. Do you want them to rematerialize between the decks? <laughs> I love <them. laughs> They could do it on Star Trek, no problem. Report. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh. Where are they? Dr. Jackson and Bala. I would say, don't shoot Mart. Oh, the boss ain't gonna like this. And a tail? We've got a problem. You have, you're the god, mate. You're in charge. Now, I appreciate the use of colour in a control panel, but yeah. I've gone a bit overboard with all those buttons. Dr. Jackson, Bala, just wanted to let you know that your duplicity has already forfeited Colonel Carter's life. Unless you surrender immediately, the rest of the crew is next. He's only got six bullets. <laughs> it's a fair compromise. <laughs> I can't be sure. Do it anyway. This isn't normally what good guys do. No one else is going to fix this ship. I think it's pretty clear that you've just been stalling. And that you're not really going to fix it for me anyway. Clever boy. I'm just going to have to figure it out for myself. And I decided to take my acting lessons from Alan Rickman in... Oh, I thought he was going to beam her. No. <laughs> Where'd he go? Nala, where did he go? Ah, <laughs> uh, where is she? Well, I couldn't be sure, so I just beamed out the only other life sign in the room instead. Okay, where is he? Uh, he went to the best place. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam did say it was risky. As I said in the commentary, there are a lot of discussion about the use of the gun. Yeah. Would it fire? Would you hear it? Would it do any damage to the uh, front screen? Yeah. Basically, don't worry about it. Rob C. Cooper, he was running the second unit. He filmed all the wire work. Rudolf flew up from LA for one day of shooting, basically suspended him by wires in the studio for a day. <laughs> Will Waring did the coverage of Daniel and Vala on the bridge. Hyperdrive is our priority. Well, we think most of Anatale's men have been accounted for. Most? Yeah, we swept the ship twice, rounded up 14 men in total, but not Solek. Vala had to beam one of the hold where the crew was being held, so we have no way of knowing for sure where he ended up. Did you check the sewage reservoir? Yeah, no life signs, ew. How's it going here? <laughs> well, they had ratchets earlier, and now I see a, a multimeter back there on the crystals. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Kefla, what are you doing? Interrogating the prisoner further. What have you learned? Not much yet. Fine. Then we can kill them together. They are fortunate that uh, Nitan and Kathleen obviously are friends. Anateo has left us no choice. And I am committed to sending a message to the Tauri. Nitan, I have to admit, I was just beginning to enjoy this one. 
Yes, you probably push it a bit too far, Cameron. I'm sorry, my old friend. Your fun is over. They want to. <laughs> they want to initiate the death process on Tilk. The Odyssey has been found. Tilk dies another day. Now, realistically, he'd just use him and then go. Well, yeah, if you've already made all your mind to shoot him, what difference would it make? Yeah. Hello. Here's a familiar lump of prosthetics. <laughs> it is my pleasure. I have heard a great deal about you, Kevlin. Yeah, likewise. Tell me what you have learned tonight, and perhaps I will spare your pathetic life. <laughs> Funny as always, Natan. As you suspected, the Odyssey was never destroyed. Anateo betrayed you, and kept it for himself. Where is it? Half a day's journey, maybe less. I have transmitted the coordinates to your bridge. Pretty good looking alien. I thought these guys looked pretty good. Good job. Yes, Tenat, who we've seen before in... Yes. Oh, Christ, what was it? Even I can't remember what episode it was. No, no, nor can I. Played by Maurice Chappadelaine. He does a lot of puppeteer work. We saw him in the episode when he met Hans. Hans Olo. <laughs> he remembers Cameron. Yeah. Now that's a problem. When you make a point of introducing yourself, <laughs> it can come back to bite you. Yeah. Was it Prometheus Unbound when uh, Valor nicked the Naquita? Could be. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a peek here. Yeah, because tonight he's been in four episodes of the show and gets around. He would kill me the instant I am no longer of use to him. And Shep, your old partner, where is he? He is working elsewhere at the moment. We need not worry about cutting him in. Fine, 10%. It'll be big, trust me. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we'll, we're not going to cut Jep in. <laughs> 25%, no more. I'll ring over to your ship before this one jumps to hyperspace and fill you in on the details. I love this. He's no idea what the game is, what the prize is, but he's <laughs> negotiating percentages. Unchain the prisoner. He's coming with me. And that is significant. First time around, you may not catch it. After the fact, was he wearing the ring? You, I really wouldn't want to be standing next to Tilp when you take the cuffs off him. Oof! Oh. Crap! <laughs> Whoa there! Steady, man, steady! <laughs> I have grown weary of this torture mission. That's pretty obvious. Right now, we gotta go. And this was Ben and Christopher pretty much set this up themselves. The moment's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, just for our own education, Tenat has been in Prometheus Unbound, The Ties That Bind, Arthur's Mantle, and Company of Thieves. So I think mm -hmm. it was The Ties That Bind. That would make sense. Check this out. The incompetent twit actually found the Odyssey. Good to see you. Yep, recognized me as well, but he's keeping his mouth shut because he figures I'm scamming the ten and he wants a piece of the action. We have to get over to his ship before this one jumps to hyperspace. I'm making it up as I go along. And this was a clever bit of shooting. They only had two of these prosthetic masks. Occasionally you'll see on screen three of the species. Natan is here to see you. What? <laughs> Natan! I know of your intention to deceive me. How did you... I knew Colonel Mitchell was impersonating Kathleen all along. Colonel Mitchell? Of SG-1. I caught him in Teal trying to leave my ship. No, Natan, you are mistaken. It's true, I knew he wasn't Keflin, but I was merely trying to lure him here so I could turn him over to you. Boo licker. 
That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard. Please, don't kill me. <laughs> kill oh, me. look at him. <laughs> excuse for I am unworthy. Whatever. I'm unworthy. What are you going to do? <laughs> Nothing for the moment. Oh, thank you. You were a generous and gracious man. I say that all the time. Don't I, men? Tell him how honored you are to finally meet him in person. Shut up. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Bit insulting. You don't even know my species. That's not right. <laughs> Why are his men putting up with him? Well, the question is, where did he get that ship from? Before, him and his partner, they weren't exactly big players in the game, were they? No. So he's probably had a few good missions recently. Got himself a wadge cash. Oh, that's never a good thing. Mm. You think Daniel would have changed? He likes a look. He <laughs> don't like the chair, though. <laughs> I'm slipping down. That's why Anato was lounging in it. He couldn't actually sit upright. <laughs> How ahead of schedule? In about ten seconds would be good. We've got company. We need more time. Can you stall? We're about to find out. Could uh, put on a dance, uh, tell a few jokes. Weapons? Railguns are online, but we don't have missiles yet. One of the ships is hailing us. Don't answer it, we're not in. Perhaps they'll go away. Mm. I'd be on the settee. On screen. On screen. <laughs> Dr. Jackson. Oh, right. Hi, hi, how are you? I was expecting Anateo. Yes, he was here for a while, but then he had to go. Your ship is battered. Admit it. <laughs> we, he's out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's a frozen popsicle. Mm. Or be destroyed. Right. Okie dokie. Okie We surrender. You're not allowed to do that. Prepare to be boarded. Yes, yeah, see, that's that's where you're going to run into a bit of a problem, you see. Our, our rings are damaged, and as you yourself pointed out, our shields are down, which means atmosphere in the 302 base is unsustainable. <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't see how we're going to get your guys over here unless you want me to try beaming you over. I like where this is going. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on, waggle your eyebrows mm -hmm. while you're at it, Daniel. <laughs> Sam, I think I've stalled as long as I can. We need more time. Too late. Uh, should probably prepare to return fire. For the record, I'm always prepared. <laughs> and it was, uh, she's so nonchalant about it. Yeah, better, better return fire. Love it. Yeah, this is my job. This is what I do. <laughs> Open fire on the other talk vessel. What? You heard me? But you dare question my tactics? There's a ship full of traitors out there waiting to unseat me as leader of the Lucian Alliance. Fire now! All of a sudden, you go in, eh? Vast territories to command. There we go. Fire on the other attack vessel. Hey, Megan. Now, this shows how powerful Natan's mothership is compared to uh, Tenat. He got four good shots off right there. Yeah. Normally, that would be enough to uh, pretty much finish any battle. Or in the case of the RA-1. They just show up and the other ships explode. Colonel Mitchell and I are on board one of the mother ships. Request that you beam us aboard the Odyssey immediately. Yeah. Puzzle? Surprise? What are you doing? Natan? What? How? I thought this was Natan. <laughs> oh, dear. Bye-bye. To the bridge. I suppose they don't have a dedicated transport room. Jackson, why are you in the chair? What are you doing sitting there? What are you wearing? <laughs> what are you wearing? What are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> you are the biggest fool in two galaxies. But Natan, 
I... <laughs> I screwed up. You think? <laughs> like, it's the wrong one. You can't just jam it in. Uh, I think Vala can't. <laughs> there he goes. How did you do that? Honestly? I don't know. That almost never normally works. She blew on it like, <laughs> like an old Atari cartridge. <laughs> right now, yeah, they're too with each other. You think though, though, you have more than one gun battery, surely they can shoot in different directions. Considering the prize of the Odyssey, yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Bye bye, Tinnet. By the way, why didn't you just go to hyperspace? Uh, perhaps because they were in the middle of a battle and they were damaged. And obviously, you could see there was only three of them on that ship. <laughs> You know, you're very lucky that no one else on the bridge of that ship knew what Natan looked like. Yeah, it was a gamble. But I figured if I got made or if the chemical jab on Tanat didn't work after half an hour, I'd take the bridge by force. Had a pissed off Jafar waiting to help me out. <laughs> yeah, just let Tilk off his leash. Go for it, lad. Ah, uh, he's in the infirmary. Yeah, big boy got banged up a bit. <laughs> hey, what happened? How did you get the Lucian Alliance to fire on each other? Oh, you'll love this. Uh, before you tell us. Yes, we're running out. We haven't, you can't tell the story, Cameron. <laughs> Should probably add that we have officially declared war on the Lucian Alliance. Why is it these things just happen when we're in an intergalactic war? Ah, oh dear humans, we're great at it, aren't we? War on two fronts. Only the King of Fools fights a war on three. <laughs> I remember watching through the first time, and I was thinking, Ori, Ori, hello. You know, we still have still have them to deal with. And now this, things were not looking good for our team. I mean, if you consider the Lucian Alliance versus Earth, even with the, the Daedalus-class starship, which they haven't got many of, no. they would be hard-pressed if there was a full-scale attack against the Earth. Yeah, definitely. Right, that was Company of Thieves. That pretty much flew by, even though we've seen it quite a few times, at least two of us have. We've been on the phone for nearly an hour and a half. And Skype has behaved itself. Yeah, yeah, I was worried about that, but uh, it, everything <laughs> went smoothly. William Wearing, who directed this episode, he went on to direct 13 episodes of SG-1, 16 of Atlantis and 9 of Universe. He also directed Continuum and an episode of the new series Strange Empire. He also will work second unit on three episodes of SG-1. Alan McCullough, who wrote the episode, he wrote nine episodes of SG-1, eight of Atlantis and a single episode of Universe, as well as writing for Sanctuary, Lost Girl and Rain. And that was Company of Thieves. Yeah, I had a good time, you guys. I appreciate it. I was a little quieter than I'd hoped to be, but kind of how it went. Nothing to worry about. Don't forget, we've still got two and a bit seasons of SGA and two seasons of SGU to run yes. through. I recently went through all of SGU again. It's phenomenal. I love it. And I'm making my way through Atlantis right along with the podcast. I would love to come back again if you guys want. There's talk now that Save Stargate Universe campaign on... Facebook is saying that there's a possibility that Netflix might pick it up. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. But because of the way it ended, they put caught most of the main actors out of it and explained that they didn't survive the transition. Yeah, uh, I would love it if they would bring it back. We'll see. I'm certainly not going to be holding my breath, though. The simple fact is that science fiction is very expensive to make, and... While people are willing to go to the movies in their millions to watch two hours of sci-fi, they are not willing to sit down and watch 12 or 24 episodes of sci-fi on television. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, but yeah, it, it seems that way. It is a fact. If we were into soaps or anything like that, we'd be have no worries at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'd have worries if we were into soaps. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I could argue that Downtown Abbey is a soap. Well, I watched Cedar Cove, and that is pretty much a soap when you get right down to it. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Okay, we have some feedback, so we'll begin with some comments on our Google Plus page for the episode McKay and Mrs. Miller. Jacqueline Dreyer posted that she loved McKay. He was a jackass most of the time, but he was a great friend and there when you needed him, and despite his neuroses, he managed to make an effort to make human connections, and his efforts were probably more appreciated than his attempts. Yeah, I agree, and the beauty of Rodney, which the Atlantis writers brought out, was that underneath he was a decent guy, and he got a chance to show it. Mind you, he never really lost that prickly or rough edge, which made social interaction so interesting for him. Mac McLeod said that it was another great episode, and a real shame they never got the machine to work. Yeah, it was, although it was like a giant one-armed bandit, and I'm sure if they kept pulling the lever, eventually they would have got an empty universe to pollute. Mac also posted a comment for Memento Mori. He said that he loves the episode and thinks if the series had gone longer, they could have done a lot more with Valor and their mysterious past. And I totally agree. The show still had legs in the 10th season, and having Valor and Cameron on board gave the writers plenty of potential stories. Over on Facebook, belated feedback, as I just noticed we had some comments for our common ground. Starting with Miles, who said this was the best sci-fi frenemy bromance ever. Christopher Heidel was brilliant as Todd the Wraith, and while the humans were still enemies with the Wraith, it was such a well-developed character, you could empathise with the Wraith, maybe just a little. I replied that, funnily enough, there is a Todd story in the Far Horizons anthology. That gives you a whole new side of his character and his motivations. The story is set thousands of years before Atlantis rose again. Adam Nelson replied that yeah, the story also ties into the Stargate Atlantis legacy novels, where you learn a lot more about Wraith culture and history. Always great to get feedback, but we'd love more, so don't be shy. A few birthdays for the upcoming week begins with, on the 18th, the birthday of Tim Ganee, who played Tommen in three episodes of Stargate SG-1, and has recently been in Elementary and Hell Wheels. On the 19th, it's the birthday of Kathleen Quinlan, who was Senator Michaels in Stargate Universe episode Alliances, and has guest starred on Chicago Fire and Blue. We will also be remembering the birth of Joel Goldsmith on the 19th. He passed away too young, but left a legacy that will be enjoyed by millions for years to come. On the 20th of November, it's the birthday of Ming-Na Wen, who is currently starring in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and looking awesome. But for us, he starred as Camille Ray in Stargate Universe. And of course, Eureka. Finally, a happy birthday, also on the 20th, to Laura Harris, who was Nola in the Stargate Atlantis episode, The Game, and appeared on Dead Like Me and Defying Gravity. Thank you for the feedback, much appreciated, and thanks to everyone that have kept the Stargate chat going via the various social media platforms. If you fancy getting in touch with us, you can use our contact forms over on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or email us via gatecastpodcast at gmail.com which is an ideal way to get an audio message to us as well. We would love to hear your thoughts in your own voice. And that is a very unsubtle hint. We are of course on Google Plus and Facebook, links on the website or just search for Gatecast. And on Twitter we are at the Gatecast, which is one word. iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio carry our feeds. And there is also an additional RSS feed which has every episode we've released. Both of those RSS links can be found on our website, as well as links to iTunes and Stitcher. Okay, let's wrap this episode up. Let's see what we got next. Echoes. I don't remember Echoes, so I'm going to have to 
I have to watch that. Quest is coming soon. That's a great two-parter for SG1. One of my favorites. Oh, that's the point. I'm looking at the... Re- Quite frankly, at the moment, we're all over the place with the recording schedule. <laughs> we really are. What, what are we recording with Scott on Wednesday? Phantoms. Right. Next week's episode is Phantoms, which is a Stargate Atlantis, and if I recall, it's about... <laughs> very descriptive episode title in that case the uh, release schedule and the recording schedule actually do coincide yeah Scott is coming back folks one of the original creators of Gatecast well I want to do it my own okay then Dan do you want to give a little bit of contact information for yourself yeah thanks uh, I'm pretty much just on Twitter nowadays and not as often as I used to be but yeah you can find me at Dan LaRock, all one word. It's D-A-N-L-A-R-O-C-K on Twitter. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate Not it. Not a problem at all. I think yeah. it went quite well. I know, as you keep dating, you, you're nervous. Yeah, yeah, I think it went well. I tried not to say as much as I usually do to give you some space. Yeah, and I didn't take it. <laughs> but anyway, Alan, In case you're wondering why it was quiet. Okay, folks, thank you very much for joining us for Company of Thieves. As I said, next week's episode will be Phantoms. I hope you join us for that. On the next Stargate Atlantis. You're unbelievably screwed. A Wraith mind-altering device. You hear that? I hear nothing. Well, it could be the effects of the generator. What, make people see things that are not there? Produces hallucinations from the team's past. There is no one outside. You are imagining it. Taking them on a very bad trip. It's the EM generator. It's messing with your mind. Don't you see him? If we don't shut that generator down, we're going to be dead right along with him. Next time on Stargate Atlantis. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. I've been Dan. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.